1-800-BETS-OFF. The Cyclones will try to hand the unbeaten Jayhawks their first loss of the season when the two square off Saturday in Kansas. Hawkeyes host number four, Michigan. Vikings had four players absent from yesterday's practice due to injuries, including running back Delvin Cook. White Sox will try to deny the Twins a three-game sweep today in Minnesota. Cobbs will try to complete a three-game sweep of the Phillies at Wrigley. I'm Ron Moss. From the Jet Bros Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon. Ken Miller with you here until noon. Uh, coming up here still to David Kaplan from Chicago. He will join us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. We'll give four of our listeners an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. That's coming up about 11.45, 11.50-ish. We do that on Thursdays now during the football season uh, as opposed to Fridays. But we're going to get away from football and baseball and talk college basketball and do so with our friend Rob Doster. Trent and I are both fond of his story. He gets laid off and decides, you know what? I got to figure some out. I got to put a roof over the kid's head and mouse to feed and came up with the field of 68 and now is involved with the Almanac, an endeavor that Jeff Goodman putting uh, together along with Doster, and he joins us. Rob, Trent, and Ken, thank you for doing this. Excited to talk to you because uh, I want to learn more about the Almanac. Uh, I've been a, uh, a fan of the Blue Ribbon for years, as it seems like um, you know, if you want to watch college basketball talk about it, you have to have that with you. It was known as the Bible. And now apparently there's an alternative. Was that the goal here, Rob Doster? <laughs> well, uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I love I love Chris Dorch and, and the the product that they put out has been the best preseason product anybody could buy. Yep. The, 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 the best on the market when it comes to college basketball stuff. Better than Lindy's, better than Athlon, better than any of those other things. Um, we just we wanted to do it too. You know, it's a uh-huh. it's a great concept, and I do think that. The advantage that we have, so they have to put out a hard copy, right? Ours, we didn't release it until Monday, um, and we were still editing as of about 3 a.m. on Monday morning, right? <laughs> because it's a digital-only copy. So you cannot get more up-to-date information. You cannot get more up-to-date roster projections. We were in contact with every single Division One coaching staff throughout the spring and the fall, um, talking about like what their projected lineups would look like, what their projected rotations would look like. So the information is going to be uh, more accurate just by the nature of the fact that we were able to wait longer until we had to hit publish. Like we had a we had a later drop dead date. So um, it, it's it was a little bit of a labor of love, but I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I'll, I'll put our 814 pages and 600,000 something words up against anybody's preseason publication. We can look back at the end of the year and see who uh, who did better than whom. And that is wonderful. Well, for people that want to get their hands on it or their digital eyes on it uh, for the Almanac, tell them the best place to go, of course. You've been tweeting about it a lot, Field of 68, uh, with also the Twitter account there. Is that the easiest, Rob Doster, or on your Twitter account or other places where people go? Is there a website? Yeah, so you can go to uh, it's thealmanac.gumroad.com. 
Um, but uh, the easiest way is just, like you said, go jump on my Twitter feed, at Rob Dosser, the Field of 68 Twitter feed, at the Field of 68, and there we I link it out way too much. People are like, okay, we get it. The Almanac is here. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm excited about this thing, all right? <laughs> yeah. Put a lot of work into that bad boy. Uh, you no, have no idea. I couldn't imagine. It, it, we've been doing putting this thing out for like three months, man, and um, I'm just – I can't tell you how nice it was on Monday morning to be able to hit hit send Jeez. and have that thing go out and be like, okay, this, you're you're done with this. You don't have to to stress out about this anymore. So how did <laughs> take us behind the scenes? Uh, how the sausage made? When when did this idea come about that you guys were going to take on this uh, such a huge endeavor to pull this off? Six hundred thousand words, thirteen hundred words or thereabouts on every single team. So you I mean you just don't wake up one morning and decide we're going to do this? At least I assume that's the way it goes. I mean, it, it kind of was that we uh, we had been talking about doing something similar. For a while, um, Jeff is—he's uh, very good at coming up with these absolutely, utterly insane ideas, and then saying, giving it to everybody else that we work with, and saying, "Hey, figure out how to do this. This is what I think would be fun." <laughs> and uh, he came up with this, and we were like, "Yeah, you know what? We might as well try." There's a—we worked with a couple other groups. We worked with uh, Heat Check CBB and Three Man Weave, who, if you follow college basketball, you probably mm-hmm. know who they are. But they're young guys. They're kind of doing. The media coverage is a side gig, and like honestly, the they started as something where it's like, okay, let's try to put some a couple dollars in their pocket. Let's try to get their names out there, get them talking to some coaches, get them a little bit no, more notoriety. Um, but it 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 I think it did help them, and and it, it also we started this. I want to say the first call we had was back in early May, and then we started reaching out in June, started doing some of the interviews then. But the the, the crazy thing is, man. Like we, you're you're just in constant contact with the coaches and the SIDs because it's like, oh, this guy transferred. Oh, they just added this guy. Yeah. Oh, this guy got hurt. Oh, this guy didn't play on the foreign foreign uh, foreign trip that they went on. What's happening here? It was, it was, uh, there was a lot, and it was it was constant, and it was a little bit overwhelming at times. But I'll tell you what, the the product that we were able to to put on the digital screen, I, I'll I'll put it up against. I like I said, I love Chris Dorch. I love Blue Ribbon. I don't want this to sound like I'm coming at them or if I'm saying that they suck or anything like that. But I will put our product up against anybody else's product anywhere on the market. So is there an a, a, a because we know you like to dabble, um, <laughs> in sports betting-wise, is there... Um, Just a little. Right? Is, would you, will you find sports betting information, maybe not trends necessarily, but if you like to bet on college basketball, would, uh, would the Almanac um, uh, be beneficial that way? So we didn't we didn't put anything specifically gambling related in there simply because so much can change and we're putting it out so early like there's no real lines you know like if you're if you're buying it a month from now when it's still relevant by the way um, the whatever we put in there for like this is what this team's uh, odds are to win the national title that's going to change by then like their odds to win a conference are going to change by then where you will get value is with things like I'll give you an example. Sacred Heart is going to be a team that I am going to be all over at the start of the season because they finished last place in the NEC last year. I did the NEC preview. They added three players that are transfers from bigger leagues at their three most important positions, and they bring back a kid named Nico Gallet, who was the best player in that conference over the course of the last month of the season. And they are currently being picked second in that league. I don't think people realize just how good this team is going to end up being, and I think that there's going to be significant value on them early in the 
Well, let me let me stop you right there because this is when betters on college basketball, Mm -hmm. the books hate the month of November because they're not prepared for college hoops. They're putting lines out on college football. They're doing similar with the NFL. There's so many college basketball teams. People that bet professionally, they look forward to November because they know they're going to clean up. What was that school's name again? (laughs) Sacred Heart Pioneers. Anthony Latina, I'm telling you that that's going to be the team that I'm riding early on of the season. And so, like you just mentioned, the value that you're going to have, the edge that you're going to have, is those first couple of weeks. Yep. While the teams that you know are going to be good from the information that we put in our uh, in, in in the almanac, um, that's where you're going to be able to find that edge where you get three, four, five points on a line that you probably shouldn't be getting. So, um, I think that's where the value is for for people that are gambling and pe- people that are are betting. We don't have specifically like this is the team that you should pick, but at the same right. time, like if you're if you are looking at exactly at what I say when it comes to this is the, the favor that you need to be on, this is what you need to be on, and not really thinking about it for yourself, then um, I think that you're just, you're just following me. You're, you're relying on everything that I do as opposed to being able to get the information. Even if you just kind of rely on what I have, then go back and double-check it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is the, the way to get that information to have that resource yourself, and I think that there is a significant amount of value. Well, let's get into our in-state teams here a little bit and get your perspective. We'll get people revved up for college basketball and a chance to grab that almanac. I want to start with Iowa. An intriguing team a year ago. Fran McCaffrey had his detractors, got the Big Ten Tournament Championship, and then, frankly, flamed out against a bad Richmond team in the round of 64. A frustrating end to the season. Keegan Murray's off to the NBA. Chris comes back. He's a guy I know you guys have listed at Field to 68 as a chance for a breakout star this year. Iowa, back in the tournament again. At the minimum, is this an NCAA tournament team? I think that they got a real chance to get there. Um, I do think that it's going to be more difficult to get to the NCAA tournament out of the Big Ten this year than it has been in the past. I just don't think that there are as many good teams at the top. Mm-hmm. right? Like it used to, the last couple of years, um, you find teams that were ranked like 10th or 11th in the conference be top 30, top 35, top 40 teams in Kempom just because the top of the league was so good that once you kind of get into league play, everybody's numbers are kind of the, the, what is the, the rising tide lifts all ships, right? I don't think we're going to have that much of an uh, effect on that this year because I don't think the league is quite as good. But there's a lot of guys like that you're just kind of counting on to have big seasons, right? That just on paper, it looks like they are in line to be able to take a big step forward. Chris Murray, you mentioned. Peyton Sanford is a guy that, that everybody around the program has been raving about. Um, I think Tony Perkins is a guy that he's a little bit different than what you typically expect from a Fran McCaffrey player, but he's a guy that, that with more minutes and more playing time and, you know, without, frankly, Joe Toussaint and, and Jordan Bohan taking minutes from him, I think is a guy that could end up being really good. I... I I'm very interested to see what happens with Chris Murray, right? Like he just, he checks all the boxes for a guy that you would unquote breakout star, right? Like he averaged 9.7 points in 17 minutes a game last season, which is insane productivity. Um, he's got the length. He's got the athleticism. He can step out and knock down three. He can do some of the stuff defensively that his brother did. But when you are Chris Murray and you're stepping into the shoes of Keegan Murray, and people are going to have this level of expectation where if you are not a first-team All-American and if you are not a guy that ends up becoming a, uh, a top-ten pick in the NBA draft, are you afraid? like there's a lot of pressure on that kid to live up to something that like his, his brother did. He's not his brother. He's a different player. So the whole kind of storyline and narrative arc for what Chris Murray's season is going to end up being is going to be fascinating for me to watch. 
Uh, let's do Iowa State. Of course, they got uh, made it to the second weekend of the tournament. They bring in a lot of transfers. T.J. Hotzelberger, one of the things that he's known for. He can also coach and gets his team committed to playing on the defensive end of the floor, which is refreshing to see. Your thoughts on the clones? I'm, I mean, they're going to be really, really good defensively again, right? I think that that much is pretty much a uh, a given. Um, you know, especially bringing they're, they're bringing in the kid from uh, St. Bonaventure, Asuna Suniyi, who is going to be able to be one of the best um, defensive fives in college battle. He's just a great shot blocker, right? And a great rim protector. And when you're able to get out and pressure on the perimeter, uh, that's something that, that I think has a lot of a lot of value, right? Like you need somebody to erase those mistakes. Um, I, I guess I have two questions on them. The first one is going to be, like, are they going to be able to shoot? Specifically, is Gabe Kalsher going to be able to shoot? We're talking about a kid that shot 40-something percent as a freshman in Minnesota and literally has gone down every single year since then like is this mm-hmm. something that's been in his head is this something where uh he's not putting in the work in the offseason which i don't necessarily think is true but he's now a fifth year senior um and a guy that's going to be relied on to make those shots like you need to be able to space the floor he he is a guy that should be a better shooter than 23.5 percent from three so um what you get out of him is going to be interesting i think that uh the the development of like an Aljaz uh, coach, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Yeah. And then whoever kind of shows up at the point guard spot, I do think that TJ likes what he can get out of the kid from, uh, from Temple, Jeremiah Williams. Um, and But, like, again, it's not really a, a pure point guard, and he's not really a guy that's known as a shooter. It, it's You cannot simply rely on being a top three defense and hoping that you have enough guys that can win you games 51 to 49 and be able to survive in the league like the Big 12. I just don't think that that's long-term uh, something that's going to make a lot of sense, especially when you consider the simple fact that nobody, not a soul on planet Earth, is going to be looking, overlooking Ohio State this year. So the pieces are there. They probably should be a tournament team, but there's a, I have a lot more questions with them than I do with Iowa, if that makes sense. And it's actually like it's kind of interesting because this uh, – this Iowa State basketball team can't score, right? And, but they can guard anybody. Whereas, when you, that, that's kind of like an Iowa football thing. Whereas <laughs> Iowa's basketball team, all they do is score. Like, can they actually get stuck? Do we, do we believe in them and be able, being able to play on that end of the floor? So, um, I, I, it's it, it, the whole Iowa sports, like the, the biggest university, is fascinating. And I will say this: you mentioned gambling before, right? Mm-hmm. Iowa plus eleven. At home, in a game where the total is 42 against Michigan, who just struggled at home against Maryland? I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, that is quite the, uh, let's just call it tasty. I, I see where you're going. I think uh, we know one of your plays we're going to see this week over at Field of 12 on the football side of things. Doster, uh, one final in-state, a new-look Missouri Valley. I hope you don't fall in the trap now. We heard it after Creighton left. We heard it after Wichita. This is only going to be a one-bid league, and yet they continue to find a way to get multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. You welcome in, obviously, Murray State and Belmont. UIC, and we'll see about that one. Different look, 12 league, uh, team league now. And Drake at the top of it again. Can they get multiple teams in this season? I mean, look, Murray State is a team that has been in and around the at-large bubble. Part of the reason they haven't been able to get in is because they played in a league that was crap outside of the top two teams. Mm-hmm. Belmont has been in and around the at-large bubble uh, for for the last like two decades, basically. And part of the reason they have so much trouble getting in is because they they play in a league 
where outside of the top two, it's trash, right? The Ohio Valley was basically Belmont, Murray State, Moorhead State was okay, and then everybody else in that conference was like sub-200, sub-250 on Ken Pump. Now you're putting those two programs in the league where like everybody's kind of in like that 80 to 150 range. I, I mean, look, I, I think it, it sucks when you lose a program like Loyola, what they've turned into. But if you look historically outside of like a couple of different runs, Belmont and Murray State are arguably better basketball programs than Loyola has been over the course of the last two decades, right? So I think, as we're in sound, the, Ohio, the, the, the Missouri Valley actually got better mm. at the programs. And I think, look, Northern Iowa is always going to be Northern Iowa, right? I think that Darien's got Drake to the point where they're really kind of rolling. Missouri State was really good last year. I know they lose the Mosley kid to uh, Missouri, but it's still Missouri State. That is a program that has had success in basketball, and I don't think that's necessarily going to change. Belmont and Murray State are going to step in and compete for that league title because they're two of the best mid-major programs in college basketball. Point blank, period. Steve Brown, he's a guy that you know. He had so much success at Murray State before he got to Iowa State. And if it wasn't for like some weird happenings during the COVID season, I don't know if, uh, if Ohio State would have ended up getting rid of Prohm. Uh He's a great coach. He's going to get that thing rolling. Casey Alexander, that's a name that a lot of those uh, NBC fans are going to get to know very, very soon. He is a stud. Belmont is always talented. Uh, I'm telling you, man, like the, the Missouri Valley is going to be as good as it ever is. I don't know if we're talking like four bids again, five bids again, what it was in like kind of the mid 2000s. But this is going to be a conference where we're consistently talking about two, three, maybe even four teams good enough to be like in that bubble conversation. Maybe they're like uh, not quite the next four out or whatever it is, but they're going to be good enough to kind of be in that conversation. So uh, to answer your question, the Valley is going to be just that. The Almanac, uh, you can find it, the uh, best place to find it is the Field of 68 Twitter account or at Rob Doster's Twitter account. It is up. Uh, if you've been a, a fan of the uh, college basketball blue ribbon but just uh, want to try something else, look, they got a great staff over there. Uh, Goodman's is uh, as committed and uh, as you Don't are to nice this project. To Goodman. Don't be nice to Goodman. Okay? <laughs> no, I, we follow Goodman. We've been reading him at Setzer for a long time. Um, you guys will do a good job. This will be very successful, Rob Doster. Excited to talk to you throughout the season as well. Uh, thanks for doing this. The Almanac, it is available now. Thanks, bud. All right, one last thing real quick. Kansas Moneyline, is that going to make you popular or unpopular on this radio station? Well, probably unpopular. Well, it depends if people are betting. <laughs> yeah, now if okay, it comes I'll up a winner. If they catch their ticket, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll like you. <laughs> there you go. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Doster. Take care. Later, guys. Yep, see you. Rob Doster, uh, who joins us um, weekly during college basketball season. Good stuff out of him. Will you get it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to dig through, and, and there's just so much depth to it. You know my love of college basketball. Oh, it's your favorite sport. It is. And he's right on the MVC. This conference. It's going to be good, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be you. really good. And just how different it's going to look. And now it's not the double round robin that we had in the past where you played everybody. There's going to be a couple single plays as they go to 20 conference That's games. That's the give with the take, right? It's all right, though. No, I know. And you get a good Belmont team coming to town. How about, you know, you're looking for a winter trip. Going to Nashville? Not bad. No. Hey, let's go Let's go follow if you're a UNI alum, if you're a Drake fan. Hey, let's go follow the team down to Nashville for a weekend game. A little bit better than going to Terre Haute. <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad.
Oh, man, schlepping through the valley in January. Now Nashville's part of it? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, spruces it up, does it not? We'll head to Chicago next. David Kaplan is standing by. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversations with Cappy. He joins us next. Uh, Still to come, our Claxon's Barbecue giveaway that we will do at about 11.50. Miller & Conda, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. NFL Week 4 gets started tonight at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Touchdowns, big plays and even bigger wins. New customers, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Right now, for every leg that you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, throw down on Stepped Up Same Game Parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on the money line on any football game. Promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One burst per eligible game opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-8.org. You've been waiting for it and near Fat Charlie's now open in Urbandale, an upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's. 121stStreet.net I'm Dr. Kevin Baker and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. The Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, IMOM, is coming to the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m. and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to IowaMom. You get your podcast. After the storms hit central recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing in Urbandale. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? It's 1988. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a Renner's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, You can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, 
They handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429 for tickets today. Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's go to Chicago. Our friend David Kaplan standing by to chat with us. He's sponsored by Centurion Stone. I just think I hit the wrong button and, and oh, cut no. him off. Yeah. We'll get him back. Uh, yeah. Pilot error. So we'll get Cappy. We don't have to play the song again, but uh, we'll get Cappy in here. We'll talk about those Bears. We'll talk about the two baseball teams, both of which will pack it in uh, for the uh, offseason coming up here on uh, Wednesday, the final day of the regular season. All right, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy as we hook him back up. The Bears take on the Giants on the road this week. Let me hit the right button. Cap, my apologies. Cut you off. How are you? That was you. Yeah, that I know. Was you, not it was, me. No, I knew it was me. As soon as I hit the button, I realized, whoops, wrong button. Anyways, Cap, good All to good. talk to you. Um, what kind of week has it been for Justin Fields in Chicago as far as the fan base of the Bears? With yeah, They're 2-1, and one, uh, but you'd never know it. It seems like there's some, some real questions about uh, his abilities to lead this team in the future. Yeah, and it's, I think that's rightly said. He's done nothing to show you he's the guy. He just hasn't. That's not me being negative. That's not me being a hater. That's just me being honest with you that he has played horrific football. Does that mean that he's never going to turn it around? No, but I do have more concerns than I have had at any point since the Bears drafted him because, again, I keep telling people, Go sign up for the NFL Game Pass if you truly are into this stuff. Watch the replay. The All-22 goes up every Tuesday. And on that All-22, you could pause it, you can look at the screen, and you could see him in a reasonably clean pocket with three receivers, all with separation on their defenders, and he doesn't pull the trigger on any of them. That's a concern. That is absolutely 1,000% a concern. We also know that this is a new regime. This is not obviously the GM. This is not the coach that brought him in because of that. If this thing continues at this route, are the Bears very quickly going to pull the plug? I mean, is that a real anticipation? Say the Bears have a top eight pick coming up in this draft. Are they looking quarterback right away again? Uh, That's too early to say. I can't tell you that that is going to be their, you know, Move? I don't know that. This is only three weeks in, and he has played bad football. Uh, Boomer Esiason, I was listening to yesterday, said he believes he played better football last year. I've been as critical of Matt Nagy as anybody. You guys know that. But when Matt said last year, he's not ready. We're going to play Andy Dalton. Everyone went, what do you mean? I mean, first take every day. Why is Justin Fields not competing for the job? And all these different people, why is Justin Fields not playing? Well, now we know why. He's 
not ready. Hmm. Cap, uh, will David Montgomery be ready this week? I thought it was more severe, um, but uh, one of the reports I saw that, that maybe there's a chance that he plays. Is that right? I mean, they're saying that. I'll be very surprised. He did not practice yesterday. And usually when you don't practice, they'll see you at least on the stationary bike. Like Jalen Johnson may not play. He mm-hmm. may. But he was at least on the bike on the side. That the, When the media gets to watch the last portion of practice, he was there. There was no David Montgomery. I'll be very surprised if he plays because it did not look good. David Montgomery has struggled in week one. Week two was great. And now the injury. But we've seen Herbert what ultimately can Herbert be? Any more in the NFL, it feels like you have to have at least two running backs to feel really confident about your running game. What we've seen out of Herbert, what can he ultimately be for this Bears team and organization going forward? Uh, I think he can be a good player. I mean, he's not a power runner, but he's quick, he's shifty, tough kid. Yeah, I think he can be a nice player. More and more, I am starting to come around, took me a long time, that the running back position is undervalued and underpaid, and rightly so. Would I, if, look, Saquon Barkley's a really good player, and we'll get a heavy dose of him this weekend, and he may run for 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Do I pick a running nope. back in the top 10 of the draft? Absolutely not. No chance. I could find running backs. If I have a good offensive line, a good blocking scheme, I can absolutely plug a competent running back in and be solid. The days of taking a running back in the top 10 of the draft, unless it's a rare exception, are over. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Cap, uh, but we'll get to baseball in a second. So let's take a quick glimpse ahead, because right now they sit 2-1. and one. Their next four, I think you make the case they're all winnable, or I guess you make the case that they all... I mean, at the Giants, Giants got exposed on Monday night. Uh, at Minnesota, Minnesota's okay. Uh, home to the Commanders on a Thursday night, and then at New England, and Belichick doesn't have a good team. We'll know a lot about this team after the next four, don't you think, Cap? Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Are they all winnable? A hundred percent they're winnable. But you don't think... The commanders who are starving for a win like a hungry man on a sandwich are looking going, hey, we got the homecoming game. Chicago's coming in. I mean, seriously, that's what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. The Lions, the Lions are one and two and should be two and one. They completely foobarred that game. Let the Vikings off the hook. I agree. They gave that one away, and they they battled the Eagles. They lost, and I'm not telling you they should have beat the Eagles, who are three and zero. But they should easily be two and one. The Lions with that offense, how are the Bears going to outscore them? This is not the Lions that we beat last year, sixteen fourteen, different team. So Minnesota, Minnesota's a better football team than the Bears. So I don't know what games they're going to win. It's uh, a lot of Justin Fields conversation, as I'm sure dominating your airwaves this week. Darnell Mooney, a guy that looked like, maybe not a star, but he was going to become a solid receiver. Four catches. Is that all on fields, or is there else, something else happening here with Mooney and his struggles, even getting the football thrown his way? Um, a lot of it's on Justin. As Again, as I said, go back and pull up the All-22 NFL Game Pass, and you will see there are times, whether it's Mooney or Pettis or Equinemius St. Brown or whoever, they're open and Justin's not pulling the trigger. He talked about seeing the mental skills coach and 
I don't know if he's got a mental block that he doesn't want to throw, if he's afraid of getting picked off. He's not going to lose his job. I asked the question today, if he's unwilling to throw the football, and Eberflus has consistently said, we're not here just to develop Justin Fields. We're here to win football games. We have a loyalty to the other 52 guys in that room that put their health on the line every Sunday. Well, if that's the case, what if they lose the next four and he is as bad as he's been the next four games? If you're truly trying to win football games and you owe it to the other 52 dudes, when does Trevor Simeon play? And I don't think that's going to happen, and I'm not advocating that that happens. But at the end of this year, you better know that that kid can or cannot play. You can't go into next year having him come off a horrifically bad, historically bad season and then go, I don't know. I don't know if he's any good. Because if you're picking, as you said, in the top six, seven, eight, and there's some dude sitting there that you go, that's our guy. Well, then you're going to have to move on. And you're going to have to hope you got that decision right. Mooney went out the other day at Soldier Field after the game and had someone throw him passes. Everyone's like, oh, isn't that great? Mooney stayed after the game. No, it actually doesn't impress me. To me, that's eyewash. You want to stay after practice away from the eyes of the media and quietly just go about your work? When you're out on the soldier field turf with the media up there writing their story, that to me is eyewash. It does nothing for me. Cap, let's uh, let's get to baseball. I uh, watched the Cubs, a lot of the Cubs last night between watching uh, Judge and the uh, and the Yankees and uh, makes it make a little history or tire a little history last night, I guess. Uh, and the reason I watched the Cubs probably going to be the last time I see them this year. But you know, it, as we've said over the last few weeks. It's about watching some of these young guys, right? Morale continues to take steps. This kid that they got coming out of the bullpen at the end of games, Rodriguez. Um, I'm anxious to get your take on what they, you think that they have there. Was Nesky, who comes over in the comes over in the Efrost trade? He has been unbelievable as he moves to three and one. They've got something there. So, your thoughts on Rodriguez and your thoughts on what's uh, on, on uh, what this roster, uh, what the Cubs keep trotting out. Uh, I do my recaps on my YouTube channel every single Cubs, White Sox, Bulls, Bears game. And after a lot of Cubs games here in the second half, I keep saying the wins and losses do not matter. I don't care if you win or lose when you're 700 games out of first place. What I do care about is that since the All-Star break, the Dodgers have the best team starting pitcher ERA in the game. The Astros are second. The Chicago Cubs are third. Wow, and you wouldn't have known that. No, that is a big, huge sample size. So I think that's a really cool thing to go into the offseason and go, well, Strowman's looked really good once he's healthy, and Wesneski looks really good, and I know Steele and Thompson can pitch. Can we get Hendricks healthy? Is Ben Brown coming up? Are we going to sign Carlos Rodanez has been speculated ad nauseum in the media? I mean, you have a chance to have a really solid rotation next year, and you've got a lot of depth. Caleb Killian coming in here to pitch. There's a lot of candidates for the Cubs rotation. And then Chris Morrell will have a spot somewhere in your lineup. He had a home run last night. He had a home run the day mm-hmm. before. Yesterday it was a three-run home run after off of Aaron Nola to win a ball game against a team that's trying to stay in the race. I think they're a half game up for the last wild card spot. You've taken the first two from the Phillies. That's amazing. What about Rodriguez? What do you think of him at the back of the bullpen? Absolutely has a chance. I think he does. Him, 
You have a kid named Dan, uh, Danny's Correa who's down at AAA who throws 100. Cody Hoyer's coming back from Tommy John surgery. There's a bunch of guys that are candidates, and then you're going to go out and sign a couple veteran bullpen arms. I don't think pitching is going to be their issue. They have to find more run production and more power. What about the White Sox? Weird season. Obviously, everything that happened, Larusa ending up not finishing up the season. You have that going on. Castro not going to be back. Just on and on and on. Such an interesting offseason for a team that still feels like there's dudes in this organization. This still, and in a division that obviously is there for the taking, this still can be the front runners going into next year's American League Central. What needs to be done? Well, I think you have to change the vibe in there. I don't think the chemistry looks like it's really good. I can promise you Tony's not coming back. I do not. I'll be stunned. Beyond stunned. I'll be flabbergasted if that guy's the manager next year. I don't think he'll be here. I don't think Cairo is the answer. Rick Hahn is the GM. If Rick Hahn has to go down the hall and answer to Kenny Williams, yeah, I want to sign Ken Miller and Trent Condon. Here's what I'm going to do. And Kenny says, I don't want those guys. Then what are we doing? He's the GM. If I'm going to hold Rick accountable, then you have to let Rick hire his manager. That didn't happen. That looked like a hostage at a press conference. <laughs> That's Go back to the first time Tony was introduced. Rick looked like he was being held hostage. And that's not fair. Hey, Rick, I need you to trade Quintana, and I need you to trade Chris Sale, and I need you to trade Adam Eaton, and I need you to do this, 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 and this. And then when we get close, I'm going to pick the manager. And then Kenny has told everyone, I've been there when he said it. Hey, man, I'm still involved around here. Okay, then when times are no good, how come I'm not hearing you speak? I'm, Rick's the guy taking all the slings and arrows, and I think that's patently unfair. So they need to have the guts to make a bold trade. Think back to 05. They're going to spring training, and they trade away Carlos Lee, El Caballo, who's a big run producer. And they get back who? This little flea named Scott Podsednik. And Scott, my brother's a Sox fan. He's like, what did we just do? And it turned out to be a great trade. It changed the vibe in the room. It changed the way they played. And while it looked on paper that they made a bad trade, it won them a World Series along with a handful of other moves. So they have to have the guts to do that, whether that's trading uh, Luis Robert because he can't stay on the field Mm -hmm. or cutting Yasmani Grandal because he's a bust or not re-signing Jose Abreu as good a dude as he is because uh, Andrew Vaughn either plays first or he leaves because Aloy Jimenez is your DH. What do you do with Lucas Giolito? He's got one year left. He turns $50 million for four years down. Jeez. I'm not giving him that deal right now. He looks terrible. Yeah. David so Kaplan. A lot, of, a lot of problems. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap, we're out of time, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Capper. I'm not done talking. i got a lot more talk. <laughs> we don't have much show left, bro. we got one more segment to do here. Uh, th- have, a, have a great day. Good Thanks, to talk Cappy. to you. Thanks, Cappy. All right, David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Well, I'm telling you about them. If you'd like, you can ring the phones right now as four of you are going to get in for Claxton's Barbecue if you haven't played in the last 30 days, 515-284-5966. But if you have a project, uh, whether it's inside or outside, and inqui- it requires, rather, stone veneer, well, Centurion Stone of 
Iowa. Check them out online. Check them out of the showroom. They have the uh, over 200 different color and pattern combinations available, variety of styles, patterns for your every need. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Claxons is next. If you're getting a ring, you're in. Stay right there. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Amplified. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online wolfproofing.net get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips circus sports iowa is where the pros play enjoy the highest limits lowest takeouts and competitive betting menus download fund and bet from anywhere in iowa circus sports iowa sports betting the way it should be download your new bookie today visit circusports.com must be over 21 and present in iowa to bet have a gambling problem call 1-800-BETS-OFF you've been waiting for it and now it's here fat charlie's now open in urbandale an upscale sports bar with over 50 tvs a brunch menu available every day starting at nine on the weekends free pancakes for kids and don't forget about the bloody mary and mimosa bar you want pizza while watching the game Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's, 121st Street in Urbandale. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Andy, this team over at Claxons serving barbecue uh, in the Altoona area for 25 years. 3131 8th Street Southwest. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is Spencer Petra's passing yards. For those of you contestants on hold, want to give that some thought. Uh, Jim, Mark, Brian, and Casey in that order. Jim is up first. Jim, how are you? Uh, one second here, Jim. Buttons are giving me trouble here Jeez. today, TC. Hello, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Good. Iowa, 10.5 point favorite over Michigan. I. You mean they're an underdog? Uh, they, they get ten and a half. Getting ten and a half yeah, from I'll, Michigan. I'll take Michigan. Iowa State gives three and a half to Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Baylor gives two and a half to Oklahoma State. Uh, is that is that at Baylor? At Baylor. I'll take Baylor. Okay, Tyber, uh, Cincinnati. First of all, Thursday night football: Bengals three and a half over the Fish. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati. Okay. Tiebreaker, Petrus passing yards. Closest without going over. 123. Thank you, Jim. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate uh, Mark is next. Mark, welcome. How are you? Good, Kenny. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, Iowa's a 10.5 point dog to Michigan. Michigan. Iowa State gives 3.5 to Kansas. Hey, you. What are you, you going to do? KU. KU. I just said PU. Um, Baylor's a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State. Pick Baylor. Cincinnati, three-and-a-half to Miami. Ben Gals. All right. Petrus passing yards. Mark Closes without going over. Can you go negative? Uh, 110. <laughs> if we were alive in Survivor, who would you take this week? 
Well, I wish we were, Kenny. Um, <laughs> geez, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, thanks, brother. Got to move. Got to move. We're running out of show. All Thank right. you, Mark. Good sure. to talk to you. Uh, Brian is next. Brian, welcome. What's up? Uh, Michigan's a ten and a half point favorite over Iowa. Let's go, Iowa. Iowa State gives three and a half to Kansas. Kansas. Baylor two and a half to Okie State. Baylor. Bengals tonight a three and a half point favorite over Miami. Give me Miami. Petrus passing yards closest without going over, Brian. Oh, one forty-seven. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And uh, Casey brings Claxons to a close. Hey, Casey. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. Iowa gets ten and a half from Michigan. Uh, I go Michigan. Iowa State gives three and a half to Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Baylor two and a half to Oklahoma State. Uh, Baylor. Bengals tonight three and a half over Miami. Uh, I go Dolphins. Petrus passing yards tiebreaker closest without going over. One thirty-five. Have a good day, Casey. Thank you. We are out of show. Trent, we'll see you in Clinton, Iowa. All right. Wild Rose Casino, Clinton. That's where our show comes from tomorrow morning. Murph and Andy at 1. Kegs and O'Drive at 3. Cyclone Fanatic 6. Hawkeye Nation at 7. Have I missed anything? I think you got them. A lot of local programming still to come on.